0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you and welcome to the show Due to both shows being rather lengthy We'll get straight to the action by joining The Lone Ranger as he meets up with Calamity Jane.
2: A fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver! The
3: Lone Ranger. <laughs>
4: Warm, silver, perfect, i and
2: silver! Holy. Warm September sun bathed Princeton, Missouri in a pleasant and affectionate glow. Its light was reflected in the shining row of freshly washed bottles that lined the front porch of Frank Brown's general store and was matched by the rich, tawny sheen of a young girl's hair. She was hardly ten years old, freckle-faced, barefooted, and dressed in faded blue overalls. But her eyes were sparkling, and her smile was one of triumph as she
5: fairly skipped along the dusty street. Hi,
6: Jenny. Hi, Kip. What you got? Red-tailed squirrel. Ain't he a beauty? Looks more like a woodchuck to me. Guess I know a squirrel when I see one.
5: Where'd you find him? Some hunter must have forgot to I killed
6: him myself.
5: Oh, how? You can't shoot a rifle.
6: Don't need a rifle. I pig squirrels all the time with my slingshot.
5: I don't believe it.
6: Don't. See if I care.
5: Killing a squirrel with a slingshot. Why, even Clash Barber, Red McGovern, or me can't. And we're boys.
6: Listen, I can do anything you or any other boy can do. Who rode that calf into the meeting house and whooped so loud? almost all the women fainted? Well... And who went swimming in the creek last spring before snow was off the ground?
5: Well, you did, Janie, but tell me, how'd you kill that squirrel? Did you have to sneak up on him or... No,
6: I just spotted him sitting on a log down by the road. So I pulled out my slingshot and I said, Mr. Squirrel, you ain't nothing but a dad-burned, low snaggle snaggletooth hogwaller environment. Then I let him have it, see?
5: Golly, Janie, where'd you learn to talk like that?
6: My pa talks that way all the time. Especially when I hide his charm tobacco.
5: Gee, but I still don't think that you're that good with a slingshot.
6: Yeah? See them bottles sitting up there on Brown's porch? I can pick off any one of them. First shot.
5: Oh, don't try that. You might hit the big window. Listen,
6: I hit what I'm aiming at.
5: Wait, Janie, don't. <laughs> that fancy pants kid of old man Brown's. You know, Gilroy. He might see him Who and... Who
6: cares about Gilroy? Watch this. <laughs> Gee. I can do it again.
5: Uh Uh-oh. Here comes Gilroy.
6: Let him come.
5: What's the idea of throwing rocks and breaking bottles on my father's front porch? What do you care, Bob?
6: They're all empties.
5: (gasps) Janie. I might have known it. Mother says you're the most disgusting girl in the whole town, and she's right. What does your mother see about her
6: own little girl? There aren't any girls in our family. Your ma can fix that anytime by dressing you in a pinafore and braiding your hair. <laughs> you, you, somebody ought to slap your dirty face. Why don't you try it? I. I will. You dad-burn, load-out snaggletooth, hogwaller environment. I'm gonna beat the living tar out of you. Oh. <laughs> That's it, Janie. Shock him again. Hey, what's going on
5: down there? It's old man Brown. Kilroy! Kilroy! Father, father,
4: I'll learn you not to...
5: Here,
6: here, here. here. Stop,
7: take your knee out of Gilroy's face. Here, here let him up. She,
6: she hit me and called me names. Didn't touch a critter till he slapped
7: me. Why, I... Oh, it's you. If there's any trouble around here, you're bound to be at the bottom of it.
6: Gilroy was on the bottom most of the time. You.
7: Go on home. You have a home. Get off the street. Hurry up. Here's your squirrel,
5: Jeannie. I've been holding it for you.
6: Thanks, Kip.
7: Come on. And as for you, Gilroy, you're old enough to stay out of fights, especially with girls. Now go on back to the store and wash your face.
5: She, she was breaking those bottles on the front porch. Yes,
7: I saw that slingshot she was carrying. I guess I ought to be thankful she didn't break the front window. Well, Frank, wasn't a ruckus down there, wasn't it? Yeah, just kids fighting, that's all. Go wash your face, Gilroy.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> I was sitting right here when that un started popping off those bottles with her slingshot. Pretty good shot. Yeah, she's Bob Canary's kid. Martha Jane Canary. Yeah, I know. She's a wild one, all right. Yes, sir, if you ask me, that Janie's a caution.
6: You dead bird, low down, snaggletooth, hog environment? What the...
7: <laughs> Clean through the window. By Juniper, that genie's a caution. She's worse than that. She's a calamity.
2: Unwittingly, the country storekeeper had christened a tradition. As the years passed and she left Princeton with her parents, a vital, boisterous, untamed girl became Calamity Jane. Soon this headstrong young woman who dressed in men's clothes and scorned the privilege of being a lady was known from the cow trails of Kansas to the gold mines of Dakota. She joined in the Texas Roundup. That's all for today, boys. Doubt the irons and let them
4: critters bed down. Hey, what the... Hey, why don't you swing a loop
8: on that longhorn for the varmint stampedes the whole horn? A loop won't do no good, Slim. I'll bulldog the critters. Get up there.
4: Look at her ride. There she goes out of the saddle and... twists the critters' neck, calamity! Twist it! No, she did it! Did it! Slick on a whistle! Aye, Juniper, she's worth ten ordinary cowpokes! There's only one Calamity Jane!
2: She drew cards with the rest of the men.
8: I'm holding a pair, so I'll take three cards.
4: Sure. Here they come.
8: Just a minute, Tin Horn. I said three cards from the top of the deck. Not from the middle or the bottom.
4: What do you mean? I.
8: Now listen, I don't pack this shooting iron for an ornament. Give me a straight deal or I'll drill your lion carcass. Why, sure, sure. Anything you say. That's
4: telling them, (laughs) collab.
2: One evening, a few months later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto pulled their horses to a halt on the outskirts of Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, Scott, oh, come Well, we'll walk the horses from here into town, Tonto. Ah. Uh, how do you know Wild Bill Hickok's still in Kansas City? I don't. But he was here a few weeks ago. It's up to us to find him. This message from Abilene's important.
4: Uh,
2: where we look? Well, the Central Cafe is the most likely place. We can reach the rear entrance by taking a side street. I don't think we'll be seen. Ah. Take it easy. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Calamity Jane had been in Kansas City for several days. Dressed as usual in buckskin trousers and leather shirt, she was surrounded by a boisterous crowd of cowboy friends in the central cafe. (laughs)
8: Go
2: on, Calam, tell us what happened.
8: Well, like I was saying, it was down in Texas. This young puncher had never seen me before, and I guess he was a little drunk. First thing I knew, he was trying to kiss me. (laughs) Kiss you? What'd you do? laid a gun barrel alongside his head. That cooled him off.
4: <laughs> ain't, you, ain't you ever been kissed, Calamity? Not lately. Uh, you just haven't met the right man, that's all. Well, I don't mean us cowpokes. You might change your mind if a gent like, uh, like, uh... Well, like
8: Wild Bill Hickok over there. put his. I've heard about him. Which one is he?
4: Tall, gent. Stand at the end of the bar. See that long yellow hair and how slick he's dressed?
8: Mm-hmm. So that's Wild Bill Hickok.
2: Did somebody say Hickok was in here? Where is he? Oh, right over there, stranger, near the back door. You a friend of his? He'll probably leave here by that back door, too. That's good
4: enough for me.
8: Who was that little pint-sized critter? Looks like a tin horn. Yeah,
4: he is. Name's Jack McCall. I know him down
8: Maybe I'm wrong, boys, but I'll lay eight to five, he's a killer. He had that look in his eye. And what's more, I'll bet he's gunning for that Hickok gent. Do you think he's here? Now, if Mister Hickok leaves here by the back door, McCall may be planning a little back shooting job. Let's go outside and sashay around to the rear end of this place. Come on, boys. It's
2: the back door of the cafe, Tonto. You go in and see if. Wait. There's a crowd of men coming this way. Ah. And look, there are little men standing shadows by door. Yes, I wonder if he... I'll <laughs> uh, see you later, gents. I'm going back to the hotel and get
4: some
2: sleep. Right. Otto, that's Bill Hickok now.
4: This way, Hickok. Take what's coming for you. What
8: the... Look out, I'll get
2: that vomit. The trap, Otto, they're coming from both sides. Come on. <laughs> The crouched low and ran with drawn guns toward the rear of the central cafe where wild Bill Hickok was caught in a bewildering crossfire. Grasping the situation at a glance, the masked man decided that the crowd of cowboys, which included Calamity Jane, could be dealt with later. He removed the greatest danger first. Keep down, Bill. Stay down. Oh, my God. At least he's out of the way. Hey, what you...
4: hey look. Now, who's playing the mask? There's a redskin with him. Right out. Let him
2: have That's a woman, Toto. Watch
4: your fire. I'll try to stop her. Hi. Oh, my God. Oh, Got he shot Oh, there goes the other one, too. Hey, come Billy. They broke command. The come on, boys. Look stop. Up.
2: Wait. Hold your fire. I haven't been aiming to kill. But if you don't stop shooting, we'll level our sights. Hey, what are you? Oh, it's you. I wondered who was siding with me. and never dreamed. Hello, of... Bill. I don't know. It came up just in time to see you walk into a gun trap. Yeah, from both sides. You were not trying to gun you, Hickok. We figured to burn Jack McCall. He was waiting back at the door. McCall? So that's and who this Then this that... owl hoot horned in This and... man's a friend of mine. I'm grateful to you boys and him too. Friend, he's an outlaw, ain't he? I to See if McCall's still over there by the door. Uh, Friend
4: or not, he shot Calam. She's laying right back there on the ground. Who? Calamity Jane.
2: I'm sure she isn't seriously hurt. I shot at her guns. That's all. Oh, uh, Tom Smith, the sheriff of Abilene, was killed a few days ago. Bill, I want you to take his job. You ride back with Tono and me. Smith, dead. Why, sure, sure, I'll go. Good. Okay, yeah. That McCall, tell gone. Me not find him. Why that sneaking little sidewinder, I'm going gonna... to... Too late for that now, Bill. See how bad Calamity Jane's hurt. I don't know. i wait for you over here.
4: The masked jet was right, Bill. Calamity ain't been hit by any bullets. Guess maybe she fainted or something.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that. And if all you men are friends of hers, well, she's in good hands. Don't worry, Bill. We'll take care of her. Calamity Jane... I know you can't hear me, Calamity, but I want to thank you for what you tried to do. I've got to go, boys. You heard the message I got. Yeah, the only thing I can't figure out about that mess, James. Unuse
4: it. Hey, did you see that? He called Kiss Calamity when he was kneeling down there. Yeah, I saw him. Knowing what Calam thinks about kissing, <laughs> it's a good thing she's unconscious.
8: I'm not unconscious, you idiot. Calamity. You know what happened, Calamity? Sure, I know. I was knocked down when that outlaw shot my guns away. Then Bill Hickok came over here and kissed me. And and you don't care, boys. For for the first time in my life, I I wish my hair was frizzed out, real pretty like, and that instead of this buckskin, I I was wearing calico. <laughs>
2: To continue our story, a year passed, and Calamity Jane continued to roam the boom towns of the West. Her fame became greater as time went by. Her friends were legion. She was Calamity Jane, queen of the frontier, and she loved it. Only one thing disturbed her. There was a king whose fame was even greater than her own. His name was Wild Bill Hickok. In Deadwood, South Dakota... They met for the second time.
8: Bill! Bill Hickok! Well, love If it isn't
2: Calamity Jane. Gosh, I'm glad to see
8: you. I'm glad to see you. The last time in Kansas City, there was so much lead flying that I. <laughs> then that outlaw friend of yours got. Well, he's you to... a
2: friend of mine, all right, but he's not an outlaw.
8: I've wondered about that lots of times. Who is he?
2: Why, he's alone. Oh, just someone I'm mighty proud to know. Say, say, I'll buy a drink.
8: Oh, no, you won't. This is my town, Bill. I'll buy.
2: <laughs> All right, Calamity, anything you say.
8: Come on. Well, hello, Johnny, Slim, Bob, Tech. Head for the bar, boys. I'm going to buy. Hey, look who just
5: walked in. It's Wild Bill Hickok. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When did you get into town, Bill? How long are you
4: going to stay? Well, now, yeah? Just a minute. Don't
5: rush me. Say, maybe you
8: gents didn't hear me. I said the drinks are on me.
4: Sure, we heard you, Calam, but... Hey, Bill, tell us about that gunfight you had down in Abilene. Yeah, hold
3: on,
2: was something Calamity Jane hated to admit, even to herself, but the truth was hard to deny. When the king was in town, people forgot about the queen. A few weeks later, everything changed suddenly, while Bill told the Lone Ranger about it. You see, Calamity Jane and I got married this morning. Nobody knows it but you. Married? Well, congratulations, Bill. I didn't know you were planning I on... I wasn't. But now that it's done, I'm going to work awfully hard at being a husband. Good. I don't know Calamity very well, and she Neither probably... Neither do I. All I know is that I'm in love with her. Only one thing that sort of puzzles me. Well, what's that? Well, she made me swear to keep our marriage a secret. I don't figure that telling you it's... If it's a secret, Bill, it's safe with me. Calamity told me why she wants it that way. Is that so? Maybe other folks wouldn't understand, but I do. You see, Calamity's used to having everybody make a fuss over her. Of course, they do that to me, too. There can't be two firsts, can there, Bill? Something like that. Anyway, whatever she wants is good enough for me. And I'll help her any way I can. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, uh, say, by the way, Bill, I understand a gambler named Jack McCall has been seen around Deadwood lately. McCall? He tried to kill you in Kansas City. Remember? Remember? Oh, oh, that little tin horn. He doesn't worry me, but I'll keep my eyes peeled. You uh, have a reputation for being very cautious. We're always sitting with your back to the wall when you're in a room. Don't forget it. I won't. Thanks for coming over. Todd and I are camped at the edge of town. If you ever need help, let us know. I will. Adios, Bill. (laughs) True to his word, Bill Hickok retired more and more to the background. Even when he received an urgent message to report to General Custer, Calamity Jane went with him. General Custer, I know where there's a scout that knows more about this country than I'll ever know. A scout that can outride, outshoot, and outguess 20 critters like me.
7: Well, it sounds impossible, but uh, who is this paragon?
2: Standing right beside me, General. Calamity Jane.
7: Calamity? You?
8: i a if I was real modest and ladylike, General, I'd call Bill a liar. But if I want to be truthful, I've got to agree with him. Well, I
2: I hardly know what to say. Calamity's your scout, General. There ain't a better one from here to Texas.
7: I, uh... Well, very well, I'll take your word for it, Bill.
8: You mean I've got the job, General? Scouting for you and the 7th Cavalry?
7: Report back here to the fort within
8: ten days. I... Yes, sir. You don't know how much this means to me, Bill. Imagine me, Calamity Jane, a real army scout.
2: If it's what you want, that's all that's important.
8: And you don't care, do you, Bill, about not telling folks we're married?
2: All I care about is seeing you happy. I,
8: I want folks to like me the way they've always liked me. Because I'm Calamity Jane. I understand.
2: You just leave it to me.
4: again. The real Calam, just like he used to be. (laughs) Uh, I've never changed, boy. Say, Calam, is it right that you're going to be scout for General Custer?
8: Sure, why not? You know where the general can find a better one? (laughs) No, by the eternal I don't. But I'm not reporting for duty for over a week. Then there's plenty of time to... Oh, hello there, Bill.
2: Hello.
4: I say there's plenty of time, Calam, for you to knock the tops off a few bottles for us. Ain't it about time we all had a drink?
8: All right.
4: Watch this. (laughs) Powder river, yippee! Ha. Let her buck, boys!
3: Calamity slinging Lead.
4: There's one part that's kind of hard to figure out. What do you mean? Why does Calamity keep on hanging around with a back number like Bill Hickok? <laughs> Wild Bill. Why, he's nothing but a beat-down gunfighter that ain't got sense enough to get himself killed. Yeah, it is kind of funny why Calamity keeps pulling him around. Uh, um. Hi, Bill.
2: Hello, boys. Say, I noticed Calamity's pretty busy at the bar right
4: now. I don't want to bother her. If you get a chance, tell her I'll see her later, will you? Sure, we'll tell her if we get a chance. (laughs)
2: Of course, no one in Deadwood knew of a certain gambler's intense hatred for Bill Hickok. Only the Lone Ranger knew that. And only Tonto, whose watchful eye had never left Jack McCall, realized the murder was being planned.
4: Me see gambler, fella, write two notes, Kimasabi. One him sent to Calamity Jane, other to Bill Hickok. I called up to something, that's certain. We'll ride into town and see, Bill. Come on, Silver, you're not know scout <laughs>
2: i tell you bill tato saw jack mccall writing two notes it's a frame up maybe maybe it isn't this note's from calamity she says she's gone to red creek to take care of some minor sick kid and she might not be back for quite a while you don't believe that do you and she's gone maybe it's her idea what do you mean maybe i am just an old-time gunfighter without enough sense to lay down and die Everybody in town had planned a big banquet in Calamity's honor for tonight. She must have got awful tired of me, or she wouldn't have left town and missed that banquet. That doesn't make sense, and you know oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure of anything anymore. Tonto and I will find Calamity, Red Creek or wherever she is. You wait here. I'll be down at the cafe. It's kind of lonesome around here when Calamity's gone. Come on, Toto. <laughs> There she is, Tonto, riding right ahead of us.
4: Ah, wait, calamity,
8: pull up, pull up! What the masks! An outlaw, you're not
4: Grab going. Grab the bridle, Tonto.
8: Ah, hold, Scott, hold on, hold, Silver, hold, 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 boy. If you think you're going to
2: keep getting leather, calamity.
8: Hey, I thought I recognized you. You're the same old. Yes, we met
2: before. I'm a friend of Bill's. The important thing now is why you rode up here to Red Creek.
8: Oh, I guess Bill must have been playing some kind of a trick on me. I got a note. It was a trick, that...
2: all right. Bill had nothing to do with it. Come on, we'll head back to Deadwood. You wait at the house. Tonto and I'll go to the cafe and get Bill. Come on, Silver.
4: You're a lump, Scout.
2: But long before the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached the cafe where Bill Hickok was waiting, Jack McCall found the man he hated with his back to an open door.
4: Hickok, what the? This is once you've got Noah who fired beside you.
8: You don't have to tell me. I've already heard about it. Bill's dead.
2: The law caught Jack McCall. you will hang for murder. But
8: that won't bring Bill back. Oh, why did
2: Calamity, I... have you ever heard of a woman <clears throat> whose thoughtless selfishness helped to destroy the man she loved?
8: You... You mean I...
7: Oh, no, Bill didn't deliberately... No, of
2: course not. But I'm afraid that by the time Bill walked into the cafe tonight, he didn't care.
8: This is the night the boys are giving some kind of a dinner for me.
2: Will you send word that I... I... I think he would want you to go. Adios, calamity.
4: Jabbering for a while Maybe I can make a speech <clears throat> I guess y'all You know I were here This blowout Is in honor of Deadwood's leading citizen I'm talking about A rip-snorting female We're all proud of Calamity Jane Now Calam If you just stand up I can hand you something We all chipped in to buy All right boys Here a pair of the finest silver-mounted shooting irons Mr. Cole ever made. And look at that inscription on there. To the Queen of Deadwood, Calamity Jane.
8: I'm mighty grateful for the present. I know you all meant it to be right, but it's wrong. The inscription's wrong. It's to Calamity Jane.
4: Well, what's wrong with that? Ain't that You?
8: No, boys. My name is Mrs. Bill Hickok. I'm
4: still
3: there, <laughs>
2: Just Heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
1: Stay tuned for Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now to join Lucille Ball as she gives another great performance as Liz on My Favorite Husband.
9: It's time for My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball.
10: Hello, everybody!
9: It's the Gay Family Series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Transcribed and brought to you by the Jell-O family of red-letter desserts.
11: J-E-L-L. Oh,
9: oh the big red-letter stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red-letter
10: stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Jello. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tap. Fiocca the, the pudding.
9: Chesseree. And now, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on 321 Bundy Drive, Sheridan Falls, it's late afternoon. Liz is just arriving home from her club meeting and is met at the door by George.
10: Hi, Liz. Oh, hi, George. Are you home already?
9: No, I'm still
12: at the office. Give me a kiss.
10: <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a switch. I'm coming home and you're meeting me at the door. We're on different sides of the kiss. <laughs>
3: yeah.
10: <laughs> How'd things go at the bank today, dear? Oh, pretty good. I spent the day breaking the points off the bank pins. <laughs> What did you do? Oh, I went down to the beauty parlor and had my weekly henna rinse.
12: (laughs) Joke's over. (laughs) I was just kidding,
3: honey.
10: I know. As a matter of fact, I had a very educational day at the club. We had a lecture on older people and how they can be kept happy and useful.
12: Mm. Is there any hope for you?
3: (laughs)
10: You think you're being funny, but he pointed out a lot about me I have no hobby No Everybody should have a hobby And I'm going to get one It will not only keep me interested and active But after you're gone, I won't be lonesome Well
12: (laughs) Well, if you want to...
10: What do you mean, after
12: I'm gone?
10: Well, when you're gone And I'm a pale but still attractive widow.
12: (laughs) Tell me, Liz. How did I go? Quietly in my sleep?
10: (laughs) Look, honey, you wouldn't want me to be lonely and unhappy, now would you? Until I remarry? (laughs) Remarry? After a respectful interlude, of course. George, when you go, I want to be prepared. Stop saying when I go. (laughs)
12: What makes you so sure I'm going first?
10: Well, statistics prove that you are, aren't you?
12: (laughs) No, it would be impolite. Ladies go first. Mother told me.
10: All right, you can make fun if you want to, but I'm going down to the art store first thing in the morning and try on a hobby for size.
12: Maybe I should get a hobby, too.
10: I think you should.
12: After all, if it doesn't work out the way you plan, I might not remarry for several months.
10: You? Remarry? How can you think of such a thing?
12: Well, you did.
10: Well, that's different. You just try it and you'll have me to reckon with.
12: <laughs> you Liz, don't tell me you found a way to sneak back
10: George Cooper, let's get this settled right now If you don't give me your solemn promise Not to remarry after I go I stay
11: All <laughs> do you do Hello Welcome to Carl's Arts and Crafts, the culture center of the community.
10: I am Carl. Oh, I'm Mrs. Cooper. Uh, I want to start a hobby that will help me while away my time in 40 years or so when I'm 80, uh, 70, uh, when I'm an old lady.
11: (laughs) Of course, art is your answer. Painting is the key to self-expression.
10: Oh, really? What kind of painting? Oh,
11: I have all media. What do you usually like to work in?
10: Oh, just an old house dress. <laughs>
11: hmm. I mean, the medium, watercolor, tempera, pastels, finger painting. Oh,
10: finger painting. That sounds good. I wouldn't have to buy anything. I already have fingers.
3: <laughs> good. <laughs>
10: are, are these the right kind of fingers?
11: Well, you can start with those. Later on, I'll sell you some better
3: ones.
10: (laughs) Oh, you're kidding me. No,
11: finger painting is really too elementary for you, Mrs. Cooper. You should have something more expensive, uh, more advanced. Uh, Sculpturing would be perfect for you. Here's some clay
10: over there. Uh, Go ahead. Try to make something out of that clay. hmm? Oh, no, I couldn't. I'm no good at this. Oh, how can you tell till you try
11: I wouldn't want to sell it to you till I see if you have a feeling for it.
10: Well, I know, but I'd rather. Go not...
11: ahead. Dig right in with your hands and see what you can do.
10: Oh, like this? <laughs> That's it. Oh, 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 this is fun. Sort of like making mud pies.
11: <laughs> Once you get onto it, you'll <gasps> Mrs. Cooper. What? Look at that flame! Did I do something wrong? Wrong was Michelangelo wrong. Why, well, you've taken that shapeless mass of clay and already you've breathed life into it. Who, <laughs> oh, me? I've never seen such form, such rhythm, such movement.
10: Really? Just something I squeezed together.
11: <laughs>
10: I know, but it was the way you squeezed
11: it. <laughs> oh, the world is waiting for a squeezer like yours.
10: <laughs> oh, you don't mean that.
11: Believe me, Mrs. Cooper, any converse No, wait. We are in luck. Do you see that gentleman browsing around the old masters over there? He's a famous art critic. Oh, really? Yes, one of the best in America. Let's see what he thinks. Hmm? Oh, Professor, I'd like your opinion on something, please. Well, certainly, Carl. What is it? Uh, Professor, I'd like you to meet Mrs. Cooper. Uh, Mrs. Cooper...
1: Ah!
3: (laughs) 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 This
11: sculpture... When did you get it in? It's magnificent. Is that what I wanted to ask you about? Mrs. Cooper just made it. Just made it? (laughs) Right before
9: your eyes. (laughs) So help me. Madam, I salute you. You must have studied years to achieve such a talent.
10: I never had a lesson in my life. Down on your knees, Carl.
9: We are in the presence of a genius.
10: Oh, get up, fellas. You make me feel silly. Oh,
11: Mrs. Cooper, you owe it to the world to continue your sculpturing. Oh,
10: gee, I... I guess I'll take some clay. How much will I need? Ten pounds?
11: Uh, Make it 25. Make it 50. Uh, And you'll need a set of tools and some wire for your frames. Yeah, well, I'll take them all.
10: Send them right out to 321 Bundy Drive. I really shouldn't keep the world waiting any longer, should I?
11: Oh, no. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. Goodbye. Oh, Carl, what a thrill to launch new talent. All right, get off it, Sam. <laughs> Grab a broom and go clean up the back room like I told you to do this morning. <laughs> uh, okay. And another thing the next aspiring artist that comes in, I get to be the professor. You have all the fun. <laughs>
12: Hey, honey, I'm home. Hey, Liz, where are you? I'm home. Oh, now, where can she be? Hey, what's that sign on the door of the den? Do not disturb genius at work. (laughs) Liz, what in the heck
10: is this? George, didn't you see the sign?
12: Liz, what are you doing? What's that outfit you have on?
10: This is an artist's smock and a tam. It's the official outfit of all of us sculptoresses.
12: Sculptoresses?
10: This morning at the art store, I was just experimenting with some clay, and there was a professor of art there, and he said that I am without a doubt an artistic genius. Really? Sure. I just finished that statue on the table. What do you think of it?
12: Well, uh, you made that?
10: Uh huh.
12: All by yourself?
10: Uh huh. What do you think of it?
12: By George. So, so you made that all by yourself?
10: Yeah, do you like it?
12: Like it? Oh gosh, honey, it's a... Well, I've never seen anything. It's the most... So you made that all by yourself
10: Oh, I'll bet you don't even know what it is
12: Of course I know what it is Anybody could tell Well? Let me see it from the back Okay Mmm Well? That's the back of it, all right
10: George, stop stalling What do you think it is?
12: <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing, honey. I knew what it was all the time. You did? Of course. Every detail is clear and sharp. Though those stems are sensational.
3: Stems? <laughs>
12: yes, sir. Anybody could tell as soon as they laid eyes on it that's a bunch of grapes.
3: <laughs>
12: <laughs> What's the matter?
3: That's a man's head. <laughs>
10: We get out of here
9: return to the Coopers, we find Liz, her artistic pride offended, sobbing in the den while George is trying to get her to open the door for him. Liz? Oh, come on, Liz. Let me in. I
12: didn't mean anything. I'm sorry, baby.
10: You don't think I have any talent? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I
12: do, too I just don't have an eye for art Come on, let, let, let me look at it again Oh, Liz, now I see what you mean That's real good
10: Oh It is
12: <laughs> But you've changed it, haven't you?
10: Uh, yes yeah. it's,
12: it's wonderful How did you do it so quickly?
10: I threw it at you when you left the room <laughs> No, I know what the trouble is George. I've been trying to sculpt from this picture of the discus thrower I need a model a model. Yeah, someone tall and handsome with a good physique and lots of muscles
12: No, I guess you would do better.
10: Oh, George. Can I hire a model? Oh, you're wonderful
12: Now you don't have to waste money hiring a model
10: Well, where am I gonna get a big strong handsome man? (laughs) George, why don't you answer me?
12: I'm not doing anything tonight.
10: Oh, honey, forgive me. I didn't even think about that. You go to a movie and enjoy yourself.
7: (laughs) Thanks a lot.
12: I hate to put it so bluntly, Liz, but if you need a model, I'll make the
9: sacrifice.
10: You? Well, let me see. Turn around. The other way. Well, thanks anyway, George.
12: (laughs) What do you mean, thanks anyway?
10: Well, it was a nice offer, but you're you're just not the model type. You have a nice build and all, but... But what? Well, your muscles, they're all in your coat. (laughs) Oh, is that so? Well, look at this picture of the discus thrower. He has big, bulging muscles, like an atlas.
12: Well, I'll just show you. Uh, Wait till I take my coat off. And my shirt. There.
10: Well, Gypsy Rose Cooper.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the wisecracks. Just look at those muscles. Uh, I'll just bet you they're they're as big as your discus throwers. Oh, George. Uh, Does it give his dimensions?
10: Yes, it says right here. Neck, 17. Bickups, 20 inches.
12: (laughs) That's biceps. Oh. 20 inches, huh? Yeah. Measure mine.
10: Okay. Yours are 15.
12: Hmm. Well, I didn't really have my arm flexed. Now, now what does it measure?
10: Uh, 14 and a half
12: (laughs) There's something wrong with that tape measure
10: Look, honey, I'll call a model agency and hire someone You
12: will like, heck Liz, I I don't mind your playing around with this stuff But when you start throwing away good money on... On... What's the matter? You've got an awful lot of equipment here How much did this junk cost?
10: All right, George, I won't hire a model (laughs)
12: How much did it cost?
10: Well, that's enough sculpting for tonight Let's go to a movie
12: (laughs) How much did it cost?
10: Fifty dollars (laughs) Fifty dollars? Sounds like so much more when you say it (laughs) Fifty
12: dollars Liz, tomorrow morning all that junk goes back to the art store
10: Back? But, George, my art.
12: Your art, my foot. Back it goes and that's an order. Now, what have you got to say about that? Ah! (laughs)
10: And then I he became completely unreasonable. What do you mean, girl? He absolutely forbid me to hire a model. He didn't. Well, if I were you, I'd hire a model this afternoon. Oh, I can't do that. Why not? I hired one this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good girl, girl. I hated to go against George's wishes, but it's a crime to stifle a talent like mine. Oh, Iris, the doorbell. There he is. Call you later. Yes?
9: Somebody here call for Muscles Malcolm?
10: Uh, are you from the model agency?
9: Yeah. Who's the artist? I am. Yous?
10: Yeah, me's.
3: Come
12: in. Thanks.
10: Uh, this way, uh, Muscles. I'm working in the den.
9: Hey, hey, where do I undress?
10: Oh, just go... Undress. <laughs>
9: yeah. Take my clothes off. I presume you want me to pose au naturel.
10: Au oh, naturel? <laughs>
9: yeah. That's French. It means, it, it
10: means. I know what it means. I know it. Well, didn't you bring anything for sort of in between?
1: Well, only me
9: tiger skin.
10: Well, that's better.
9: Where do I change me clothes? Use the den. Okay. Don't come in.
10: (laughs) I won't. Just call me when you've got your skin on. (laughs) Are you getting tired, Malcolm?
9: Nah, I could stand here for hours. Me muscles are as strong as iron bands.
10: Congratulations.
9: Tell me, did you ever see an arm like this before?
10: Well, yes, but it had a foot on it and they called it a leg.
9: (laughs) (laughs) It don't make me laugh. It moves me muscles.
10: Hey, Liz, honey, I'm home. Oh, no, my husband's home early. Oh,
9: that's nice.
10: No, it's awful. Hide, quick.
9: Well, I didn't do nothing. Hide! No, my actions are above reproach.
10: Get in that closet. I don't want him to see you. I'll try to get rid of him.
9: Liz, where are you?
10: Uh, Here I am, dear. What's new?
12: (laughs) Oh, nothing much. Dinner ready?
10: Dinner? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, dear. We need some things for dinner. Would you mind running down to the store?
12: As soon as I get my tobacco from the den.
10: No, no, George. Uh, go to the store. I'll tell you what we need. Oh!
12: Why should you make such a fuss about this? I'll just take this tobacco and... this. whose clothes are those? <laughs> clothes? Yes. Yes, clothes.
10: Oh, Yes. Well, they're clothes, all right.
12: Yes, but whose?
10: That's a very good question. (laughs) Oh, they're yours, George. I cleaned out your closet this afternoon. Is it all right to throw those away?
12: Those aren't my clothes.
10: Oh, yes, they are. They're so old, you've forgotten them.
12: But look at those shoes. They're they're tremendous. They're yours. (laughs) Wait till I try them on.
10: Oh, don't be silly, George. If they're not yours, what would they be doing here? See, George, they fit you perfectly
12: Yes, but I've got my own shoes on inside of
10: them Well, you must have shrunk
12: I'll say I must have Okay, Liz, now what's going on here?
10: I don't know what you mean
12: What was that? What? (laughs) That
10: you must be dreaming, George. I didn't hear anything. Nobody sneezed.
12: <laughs> I didn't say anyone did. Oh.
10: <laughs>
12: Who's in that closet, Liz?
10: No one, George.
9: Gesundheit. Thank you. <laughs> hey,
3: Mrs.
9: Cooper. Can I put my clothes on now?
12: <laughs> Who's in there, Liz?
10: Would you believe me if I said my statue came to life? <laughs> no. I didn't think you would. <laughs>
12: <laughs> Hello. Hello. Say, you don't want to catch cold, old fellow. Put your clothes on. Huh? Thank you.
10: Aren't you mad, George? George.
12: Mad? Oh, no, not at all, dear. Why should I be?
10: Well, what are you going to do to me?
12: (laughs) Do to you? Why, nothing, darling.
10: Don't nothing, darling me. You're acting too sweet. What have you been up to, George Cooper? (laughs) George? Yes, dear, I'm back. Where did you disappear to after dinner? Oh, I
12: was busy. Uh, Come on in, Miss Crawford.
10: Certainly, Mr. Cooper. (laughs) Uh,
12: This is my wife.
3: How do you do?
10: (laughs) How do you do? What is this, George? Well, I decided you
12: were right, Liz, and that's why Miss Crawford is here. I've taken up a new hobby.
10: What's the matter? Were they out of stamp albums?
12: (laughs) No, I thought painting would be nicer. Uh, Miss Crawford is my model. Oh? Well, the main thing is I I have to have something to occupy my mind when you're gone.
10: You look like you're doing pretty well while I'm still here.
12: (laughs) Well, you have your sculpturing, and I have my painting. Uh, now, if you'll pardon us. Uh, ready, Miss Crawford?
10: Well, uh, you haven't told me if you wanted me draped or undraped.
1: <laughs>
3: undraped.
10: <laughs> draped. <laughs> I usually pose undraped. Draped. You've got a bad enough cold already. <laughs> Could I see you in the hall a minute?
12: Okay. Yeah, excuse me, Miss Crawford.
10: Oh, to be sure. George, are you really set on being a painter?
12: As long as you go on being a sculptor, I am.
10: I just gave it up. (laughs) Really? George, let's forget about hobbies.
12: Uh, But what about when one of us is gone? I I thought you wanted to prepare for that.
10: Oh, let's not worry about it, George. Maybe by that time, science will have figured a way for us all to stay. (laughs) Kiss me, George. Mm -hmm. Oh, George, that's going to be my hobby from now on.
9: Lucille, what's up?
10: Well, tonight, Robert, I am something I've always wanted to be, a ballet dancer, a little ballet music maestro. (laughs)
3: Hello?
9: Uh, they told me you were the premier danseuse. That's a dirty fib. Well, I came to ask some, some questions. Uh, how's your ballet? Huh?
3: <laughs>
9: I said, how's your ballet?
11: Oh, fine, thanks. How's yours?
9: <laughs> I mean your new one. Your new dance.
3: Ooh, that. Well, it all takes place on a dessert.
9: You mean a desert?
6: I mean a dessert it's called the Jello Jiggle. Yes, uh, uh,
9: and, and I understand it's danced by the six delicious flavors. Is that right?
10: Uh, no. Yeah.
9: Well, does it make you think of the real ripe fruit itself? Uh, no. <laughs> How about the big red letters on the box?
3: Yeah, how about them?
9: (laughs) This is ridiculous. This dance can't be about jello if no one even says the flavor is locked in by a special process and can't get out till your first delicious spoonful.
10: (laughs) I wonder how you're going to work that in. (laughs) Well, I tell you, I ain't going to do the jello jiggle. I had an accident.
9: An accident? Yep. Well, I'm sorry. How did it happen?
10: Well, I had on my new shoes. See, they're kind of sharp. I spun six times. Once for strawberry, like this. Pshht. Once for raspberry, like this. Pshht. Once for cherry, like so. Pshht. And once for orange, lemon, and lime, like this. Ooh! <laughs> Darn that double diggle! i done it again. What? Don't just stand there. Get me out! I dug myself right into the ground. <laughs>
9: i have been listening to My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning and based on characters created by Isabel scott Roaring. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Lucille Ball can currently be seen starring in Columbia's laugh success, The Fuller Brush Girl. Watch for it when it comes to your city. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L. Oh! The big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O
1: family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. jell puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O, puddings. Yes, sirree.
9: Bob LeMond speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me next week as I uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend.